0: Let's move to moto gp where we saw fabio Quartararo win on the yamaha Johan zarco finished second and alicia spargaro in third for his second podium of the year um, but i said this before alicia is able to do that when the weekends are a little weird when the freight doesn't arrive, when the rain is there, he's able to do it. When it was dry all three days in Austin, where did he and Maverick finish? They finished down 10th, 11th, and they're back where I thought they would be. And now Maverick, he refused to give up that 10th place. He was keeping it. So, um, you know, we had a lot of drama this weekend uh, between, you know, uh, Francesco Bagnaia coming from the very last spot on the grid to finish eighth. Uh, to Alex Renz coming from second to last to finish fourth. Uh, but, you know, the day belonged to Fabio Quartararo who got out front and just took it to everybody because I believe as a base package, like you said, the Yamaha is good. It's when everybody else can really tune the bike and set the bike up to each track, they struggle.
1: You i quit? don't believe that with the yamaha you just think fabio's that good where are the other yamahas well 11th 13th and 17th
0: as, as you as normal well then if if it so was that, all that's Fabio, why what happened to these other tracks because he had he had more time to set up the bike if the bike is great out of the box then you would figure you'd be better when you had time to set it up and you had consistent condi- conditions, but they didn't.
1: And maybe they and, were chasing. You know, maybe he was chasing setups, though. Uh, you know, in uh, in Austin, maybe that's the yeah. Thing, he you was know, chasing setups co- because the base
0: package wouldn't work. You don't chase setups if your base package works at but that so track. But
1: you're saying that the Yamaha is a be- is a good package out of the box.
0: What I'm saying is that he is better straight out of the box because how much dry track time are they had qualifying oh they
1: didn't have yet no if that i mean qualifying was still drying out wasn't it yeah exactly they they got some good laps but it did
0: right but i i just think they were very fortunate for fabio to get out front like he did and to qualify as well as he did yeah um
1: uh, Fabio's strengths are obviously on the brakes. I mean, Divizio has looked at the at the data and and even come out and said this. You know that Fabio yep, makes his has... time up mid corner and on the brakes, and and uh, Portugal has a lot of brake zones. Right, it, it's a very technical track. It's a very undulating track, and and maybe that's where Fabio makes that difference all around the track. Um, you know, it doesn't have it, whereas it, a track like
0: Austria, it won't it won't help him because there's no super crazy hard, well, there's not a lot of super crazy hard breaking zones, right? That well, now
1: say? we've got goofy, we've got a goofy chicane kind of sort of in the middle of the straight there. So to, now to you have two hard there. breaking zones. Yeah, got gotta, it. That's, <laughs> But got But, I mean, Portugal, it's it's such a, to me, it's weird to describe because it flows, but it doesn't flow. You know, it's, it's just got that, I think the elevation is what makes it flow better. Uh, but the brake zones yeah. are still pretty tricky brake zones, and, and I think that that's just where Fabio's got that front-end feel um, on the Yamaha. And plus, it also lends itself to the Yamaha that, the, that Portugal doesn't have any really, really long straights, that more powerful, yeah. top-speed, savvy bikes like Ducatis and, and, sure. and even the— Everything.
0: The, yeah. Everything else. Yeah. Um, so you're right, but— but, you know, all credit to them to going out and winning his first race of the year because, you know, he was in the same conditions as everyone else. Um, I don't think the weather is going to be an issue this weekend in Spain, and I'll be very curious to see how he does because he had mentioned in COTA that he fought for seventh place like it was a win. Yeah. Um. And, you know, he finds himself at the head of the championship now, right? Um.
1: Yeah, At Jerez, I feel like Jerez lends itself more to the Yamaha. Um
0: well, I know just Rossi by the way
1: loved that, it there. It, yeah, the the way, the way that it well, well, I mean that's where the the famous dangle came from, wasn't it? Uh with the separate yeah. jibernow uh, uh, in uh, 2005, but um the
0: old dangle
1: um uh, but honestly, I've, I I mean, if we're if we're already starting to look ahead a little bit to Jerez, I really think that Suzuki's uh you know, I'm looking for Suzuki again um yeah uh, alex rins really he's on fire yeah he really this is a really really good year for alex rins so far i mean it's a long championship and you know Somebody he was still, wants to
0: keep a job yeah
1: I, I mean honestly i think that's where he's at right now i think he completely understands that and accepts that and is, has embraced that challenge and has a good feeling on the bike uh, but more importantly he knows where he's going to stand at the end of a race you know he started twenty second like you'd mentioned in this race and uh, fought forward and, and I was shocked at, at just how quickly he fought forward and where he had gotten to. Um, but once he got there, he he it's like he realized, Okay, this is this is all I can do. You know, I can't I, I shouldn't push it anymore. I need to I need to, you know, start looking at the end of the race, start looking mature. for the checkered flag yeah. and just bring it home the best I can. Um and and got good points for it. I mean he's tied for Tied for leading the championship right now. So it's it's paying off. What Alex Renz is doing this season is absolutely paying off.
0: Absolutely. He's doing exactly what he needs to do. I mean, so we talked about Fabio and it was a great race and he ran. But you know, Joan Zarko started from pole. Um, but Joan Zarco's right there putting it up on the podium again, a French mm-hmm. one, two. Yeah. Um I honestly I'm if I'm Ducati. Martin is not my guy. He for the factory seat. Um, too many crashes. Yeah, man.
1: absolutely, hundred percent. I completely agree with that. One hundred percent. Too many crashes. And, he's uh, fast, but he's not. He's not reliable.
0: No, when he's on, yeah, he can win you some races. Yep, he'll get you pole positions. Absolutely, he's a master at the one lap, but he hasn't won enough to offset the crashes for me. Um. And then, you know, no one really talks about Zarco getting that factory seat or Bastianini. We talked about Bastianini because he's won two races. He's kind of the sexy pick. But I'll tell you what, Zarco is not hurting himself at all in terms of, you know, next year when he needs a contract. So good for him. Good race. You do, He wants to win. I know he does. But, you know, He's put Pramac on the podium so many times yeah. these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he needs to get rewarded for that. He needs to be recognized for that. So he's doing a great job.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm glad that that Zarco has found that home. You know, it was a very tumultuous time in his career with KTM. And, and honestly, I didn't... Um, I really thought that was going to be the beginning of the end for Zarco, but, uh, but so far, you know, since he has gotten that job with Pramac and he's had a really positive impact with that team and had a lot better success and, and really adapted to the bike and adapted to the team, um, it's a good spot for him. And he's, like you said, you know, he's not um, particularly fighting for a championship right now, but he's not doing himself any any bad um You know, he's not, he's doing himself favors by finishing where he's at and just being consistent and not throwing it to the scenery. So
0: there's a, there's a part of me that wonders if the thing that happened with Zarco didn't help KTM as well, because when he went away and had immediate success on other bikes, they might've been like, oh, okay, well, Maybe there's something to what he's saying now.
1: So I think that absolutely happened. I think you're you're 100 right because when Danny Pedrosa then came on the scene after Zarco had left, Danny Pedrosa I think echoed a lot of what Zarco was telling him, and and I and for whatever reason it kind of rang true. Um, so I felt right. that you know Zarco absolutely has probably felt vindicated by that that you know that KTM is now having somewhat success, um, almost on the backs of what he had been telling him that needed to change with the bike. So. Yeah. Um, no, I think yeah. you're absolutely right.
0: I, it, it, that was just something I started thinking about uh, while I was watching the race. You know, he is consistently outperformed. Now, he hasn't won any races, and KTM's won a few, but he's consistently outperformed KTM bikes on these Ducatis. Yeah. I mean, KTM's um, still
1: a wild card for a race. They'll have a good weekend, yeah. and then they'll have poor weekends, you know. So right. I, I think so, Brad Bender's top KTM right now in the championship with 42 points, and Miguel Oliveira is just behind him. So and yet Zarco's in he's fifth in the championship. So like you said, he's looking do, a little bit yeah. better than they are.
0: Absolutely. Well, I I just feel like, you know, for Zarco being in the top 5 of the championship, if that's where you end up at the end of the year every year, you're one of the top 5 riders in the world. How can anybody say yeah. that you don't belong in the paddock and not give you a contract, you know what I mean? And doing that um, without
1: winning too is is pretty Yeah. Is it pretty just shows your consistency. Well. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, look, a lot of people like the the shiny new toy. But Zarco is going to put in work and put you a solid result on. He's going to finish most every race. Yeah. And he's going to score points in most every time when he finishes. I mean, there's everybody crashes this racing, but you know, he does a good job. So let's talk about Alicia Spargo, the man in third. And I think you're starting to rub off on Dan because Dan sent me a text after that race and said, man, every time I think I'm going to start liking Alasia Spargo, he opens his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about the comments that Alish made?
1: You know, I don't think I watched the post-race interview. Um, I, do, I did read an article today about the um, concessions um, and that he said that he hopes that Aprilia Ar- Ar- loses the concessions because he doesn't like it. Um, he hopes that they lose concessions at at Jerez, but I think that he also made a comment that he doesn't expect um, consistent um, positive results for them for the rest of the season. Um, so I almost, uh, I'm not sure if there's a self-awareness there that is actually uh, at play um, that, that that he knows where they're at and that they're not where they completely need to be. But then but then, in the other, in this, in the other side of his mouth, he does say that you know he's one of the best riders on the grid, and the bike's one of the best on the grid. Um, but you know, to your point, like you had mentioned earlier, it really does well in one-off weekends. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, yep. I think. Are you alluding that that bike is a good bike as it comes off the truck? Um, I, or think has so. a good I think so. I think as a base, setup?
0: yeah. Well, they look. They've had more time. They have more practice time than anyone. So they have a good base setup to start every weekend with Elasia, especially, and it showed in Argentina, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and 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 it showed and it showed here, where it didn't show Austin, right, right. Now and, and where it doesn't show normally is when they have a normal, consistent weather weekend where everyone else gets to do their thing, and you know. So elaborate the on the comments.
1: Up. What were the comments that you were uh, alluding to?
0: No, I I did not. I think it was just generally a leish being a leish. It, oh, there was no okay. bombshell comment. It was classic just...
1: classic Aspargro. It's cl- <laughs> yeah,
0: but I I think I think for all of us, we're a little tired of it. Like honestly, like yeah, like Paul I mean, Aspargro talking about. Oh, we're having problems that we thought we'd solved, and you know, Paul, look. We get it, man. It's the almost Honda like the Jorge Lorenzo
1: games. effect, right? I mean, you're a fantastic writer, yeah. but then you have to remind everyone that you're a fantastic writer. Yeah. So, at what, just oh. how fantastic of a writer are you, really? You, you know, yeah. it, that's kind of the 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 loop that I get into with Lorenzo and still trying to be relevant in the world.
0: Well, let's talk about Lorenzo for just a second. He's going to be in, inducted as a MotoGP legend, which you know he, he had be. his
1: first race this weekend too in the Porsche Super Cup at Imola. Oh yeah, how do he do? Uh, poorly, I think. <laughs> oh, you mean he like didn't 20, do as well as Rossi 22nd? I think something like that. 22nd. Oh, maybe yeah, worse.
0: Almost, almost as good as that podium that Rossi got in his GT racing debut. Eh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it is, yeah. So, I as a person, Jorge Lorenzo, I have no use for him as a rider. He was special to watch, yeah. Um, yeah, so, metronomic take away consistency, Metronomic multiple time world champion. There's not much else to say. Multiple time world champion. Nobody can take that away from you no matter how much of a jerk you are off track. <laughs> you're still a multiple time world track, you know. Doesn't matter you're still a jerk, but doesn't matter you're still a world champion. So, um but I, I think, you know, we touched on the the ride that Alex Renz had. Um I, unless you got more to say about Alicia Sparkler. I mean it was a great it was a great ride to put it up into third. He looked strong. During the race, um, no one was close to Fabio, uh, and he was catching Zarco at the end, but, you know, I, I think, let's see what they're doing, Jerez. Right. Uh, to your point, I do believe, you know, we know that Jack Miller took out Joan Mir. um, with a, It was 100% his fault, but I will give Jack credit. When he messes up, he doesn't pull a top rack. He says, 100% my fault. I... I I messed that up. That was me. That was all me. Yeah. Um, and he apologized immediately to, to Mir who walked over to him clapping.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I caught that. And then, you know, Mir did, I think Mir kind of realized what he was doing. And then Jack Miller was still on his hands and knees. So then Mir checked on him a bit there and make sure he was all right. But then the two hugged a little bit afterwards. So good bro hug, get over it. They're two racers, two, two of the best in the world. So just move on yeah. from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was, it was tough, but I, I do think Alex and Joanne will be strong in her res and I think they'll be strong throughout Europe. So especially now with the added horsepower, of the Suzuki, I think they're, they're dangerous. So you got to watch out for them. And especially Alex right now, man, he is, yeah. he's riding his wheels off that thing. Uh, let's talk about, you know, Miguel Oliveira finishes home race in uh fifth. So congrats to him, but let's talk about Marquez.
1: Do we have to?
0: Not Alex,
1: Mark do we have to
0: <laughs> oh, well we don't have to, I mean, what honestly think about it for a
1: second? I mean, are we really going to and I saw a picture that was uh, kind of alluding to the f one race a little bit it was a uh it was like a fake certificate um, presented to the FIM for the most commentary awarded to a 14th place driver in Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> um, which is true and, and at this point, yeah. at, at that point, I think we're almost getting into the same the same arena with a Mark Marquez, you know, um, uh, you know, and I, I don't, I'm, I, I exaggerate, you know, obviously we're going to talk about him, but, um, I'm just putting that into perspective of, no, he's not, he's not
0: relevant in the championship right now. Yeah. Honestly, he's not. And, I, I, you know, that's hard for me to believe, but especially because he's only missed, you know, the, the two races there, but You know, Mark is, you know, in 11th place, but he's tied with Francesco Bagnaia, who I thought, who was my favorite to
1: win it. Your favorite, right.
0: Um, But I believe that they're going in two different directions.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Um, I I do think that Pecco, Pecco had a, he's lucky he didn't fracture something. That was nasty. Um, Mark high-sided again. So he, so maybe that high side, he was like, you know what? Screw this. You know? I don't know. But, you know, all I know is that my team in fantasy is terrible because <laughs> of this bad luck that's happening to Francesco and because I made the decision to try to use You know jorge martin i should know better and by the way let me point out that i had to wear the biagi jersey in austin because that guy came through q1 and then got himself on pole position and what did he do this time unbelievable (laughs) unbelievable was i mad about this yes was i complaining about it as i watched q1
1: yes so my fantasy team took a Bologna bullet into turn one. Um, was what happened to mine this weekend?
0: Oh, I know who you. But listen, don't cry to me. That happened to me already.
1: Oh, I threw my hand. Yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, that that was rough for you to take. But um, no, I, at that point, I actually walked out of the room and said a few swear words and and things that I can't repeat here because we're Disney Channel. Um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't happy with a with a Miller uh, on Sunday. Right. But I will say. My wife is 20th, I think, in the United States, and I'm not sure her rank in the world at Fantasy. But Dan um, and and Jason, <laughs> you and me, we need to start paying attention and picking these. I don't know. I, I mean, she gives me these picks at the beginning of the weekend, you know, after FP3, and I'm thinking, you're crazy. You, you know, and and looking at – and I'm thinking of how these writers – normally perform you know how many times we see crashes i don't know what she's looking at i don't know what day i mean she's playing like what's the yeah, i what think she's the just movie throwing them the at oakland a dark yeah <laughs> what's the athlete, oakland athletics movie powerball or something like or money something. ball money money ball. Ball. money, money ball. powerball's a lottery but yeah, right. powerball's
0: a lottery well she you could go it.
1: buy a lottery ticket right now and she might win that, that's how she good she be. is in fantasy right she <laughs> should
0: be buying lottery tickets every <laughs> week right now um and then none of us would have to work but i think um you know, Anea Bastianini crashing this past week. Obviously, he, he's not a big crasher. Um, he had a tough weekend. I think this is the kind of weekend that Port Portugal was, though. Portimao was this kind of weekend. Yeah. Like, anything can happen. I mean, Fabio won a race. He hadn't won a race all year. <laughs> right. He hadn't been close, you know. But he won a race going away. He was about five seconds ahead. So, let's, everybody pump the brakes. Let's get back and see what happens in Jerez and... know we'll figure it out but you're right about your wife also um i'll send a mean text to her later uh (laughs) about her acumen for this because obviously my team i don't understand like i like i look at my team and i'm like i don't want to get rid of any of these guys but now Martine is almost dead to me like
1: he's on life support (laughs) that's the that's the hard part right is because when they let you down one weekend you want to just be done with them you want to cut that emotional tie but then you get into that battered spouse syndrome where you have to stick with them because they're such a good rider (laughs) yeah and it's like
0: oh my gosh so i i think i think what i'm going to do this weekend is i'm definitely going to make a couple of changes um
1: and they'll be wrong and we'll both end up at the bottom again
0: well i mean we're not who is bf81 is that
1: that's a local that, fellow here in greer i met i actually oh, okay. met him randomly at last year's gp oh okay he uh well, who, he made a comment over at, we were in the airport he was sitting behind Ange and i and uh he said uh after marquez won in austin he made the com- i overheard him make the comment that said all of the marquez fans are going to be insufferable now and i just lost it laughing and then we became friends after that oh okay so well, shout is, out to bobby uh,
0: Oh well, who is Mark's damaged shoulder? Is that Dan? I couldn't tell you.
1: No, Rocket Dan I... is Dan.
0: Oh, is he? He's not. You even have to keep scroll. You have
1: to keep scrolling. That's how far down the list he is. You oh have my to load. Gosh. You you have to click load more, and then there's Dan.
0: Wow, Dan, Sorry, you're Dan. terrible. You're terrible <laughs> at this. So <laughs> happy, happy to say that I'm not Team Dumpster Fire down there, but. <laughs> I'm not much better, so, you know, let's keep the insults to a minimum. Um, honestly, let's get our overall thoughts. I think we're running long now, but let's get over our thoughts on the weekend. I mean, what do you, what did you see? What surprised you? Anything? I mean, what was your biggest takeaway?
1: Uh, from Portimao, I, I think, honestly, I was surprised that Fabio won. Um, with how, with too. a lot of the bellyaching and, and and the the issues that's been going on in the Yamaha garage and with how, with how, difficult it seems for any other yamaha rider uh to be successful right now it it, i was really surprised to see that not only did did fabio win but fabio fabio won dominantly um so to me that was a big thing and 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 like i said i'm not sure I, i do think yeah that fabio is the x factor on the bike right now um that to make that bike and take it to a different level but I'm really curious what it's going to look like coming back into Europe because now we are going to see, you know, tracks like Jerez Um and um I am I'm, I'm expecting Suzuki to be a bit stronger this weekend um as a whole. What about you?
0: So my biggest takeaway from Portimão is that Jorge Martin hates me. <laughs> and I don't even know what I did to that guy, but we're on we're not on speaking terms. You
1: know, I know I, and- Ange made a really good point about Jorge Martin and Portimao. Um, Though, you know, after sh- after we watched the uh, MotoGP Unlimited, unleashed, um, you know, oh Amazon yeah, that special, was a terrible accident. Um, it, you know his outlook and and how he reacted coming back to Portimao. There's, I think, there's still there's still history there, and I think there's still some doubt there in his mind. Um, Suck
0: it up, Buttercup. Yeah, <laughs> and listen, you're at the highest level of professional <laughs> racing. And now you're on my fantasy team, which is the most important part of this equation. Suck it up. No, I think I think um, my biggest takeaway was the fact that Alex Renz is on fire. Like he started yeah. second to last and just cut through the field the first two laps. And I, and I was just shocked. Um, and I'm excited to see a guy that struggled so much having such a good year now I hope we don't put the jinx on him because I don't want this to go badly and we're like oh well same Alex Renz I I really want to see Alex Renz where he's supposed to be which is where he's been this year um so that was my biggest takeaway was was that Alex Renz is on fire and I think you hit the nail
1: you hit the nail on the head whenever you said this guy somebody doesn't want to lose their job oh I because that's where we're at right
0: yep well I don't you know no one wants to lose their job, right? Like that's, yeah. that's your paycheck. So I think, you know, for Alex Renz, I think he's just got to keep doing what he's doing and he'll be fine. But, um, I'm excited for Jerez this weekend. Um, it feels like the racing is coming fast and furious at us right now. Um, you know, there's more, uh, races this year than there's ever been, uh, the, they, they, with the teasing of the improvements being done at Moto G, uh, Laguna Seca for Moto GP mm-hmm. uh I'm just if it goes back to Laguna Seca I just can't even tell you how excited I'm going to be but um the I'm I'm excited for them to go to Finland is that weird like I just want to see this track yeah it's a I want to see layout. the kidney yeah, ring
1: that track it's it's uh, I mean I don't know if you're ever on the on the meat of the tire
0: well what do you need the middle for Right. I mean,
1: if I could probably, for a guy on the street
0: for these stretched bikes, I could sell them my takeoffs. (laughs) I'm never on the middle. So, you know, but I think that'll make for fun racing. No one's really been there. I know they tested there a couple of years ago, Um, but it's Finland. So it's going to be kind of chilly, could be rainy. We'll see. Um, But I guess all I got for this evening, man, we covered a lot of stuff
1: yeah it was uh certainly a marathon weekend um but that's i mean that's what we live for right and that's why uh, absolutely we want to bring you guys the best the best content that we have and and try to give you guys something fun to listen to
0: and also i'm giving out free fantasy advice if anybody's interested i mean i (laughs) it's the worst i am the worst uh, also just for this, ladies and gentlemen, I tricked Bo into buying something else from me for his bike, uh, for the 58th week in a row, <laughs> <laughs>
1: potentially we're, we're working we're, on, we're working uh, out the details. We're negotiating price. Yeah. We're negotiating price.
0: No, I, uh, yeah, but I, I I'm excited. You know, I'm going to uh, CMP in a couple of weeks, so it'll be exciting, but, uh, I guess we'll talk to the, talk to everybody next week, Bo, unless you've got something else. That is it, Jason.
1: I think uh, I'm ready
0: to wrap. All right. Well, listen, guys, if you're out there riding this weekend on the street, on the track, please keep that rubber side down, that shiny side up. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice with my man Bo, signing off, saying see you next week. Guys, have a good one.